In 2010, Mandy Gubler started her DIY blog, Vintage Revivals, with a can of yellow spray paint and blind enthusiasm. Since then, her projects have grown from thrifting and painting furniture to renovating the Santa Clara Mercantile Building and turning it into her family's dream home. The renovation was thrilling enough that it caught the attention of and was documented by Magnolia. Two years ago, she started a second company, Happy Happy Houseplant, and she shares her love of houseplants with the world, teaching fun and approachable houseplant care. She lives in Southern Utah with her husband, Court, three kids, and hundreds of plants. On a personal note, Mandy was a mentor to me in the early blogging days and was even my sponsor when I worked the 12 Steps, and I consider her one of my dearest friends. Mandy and I are chatting today all about what it was like to totally transform the home they live in and how her passion has shifted a little from these huge DIY projects to now teaching people to bring new life into their homes by way of plants and how to actually keep them alive. If you know Mandy, you know you're really in for a treat with this episode. Mandy, I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thanks for taking the time. So excited. You're one of my favorite people. So anytime I get a chance to chat, like sign me up. Yes. Likewise. It's so fun to see your face in here. I'm just, I'm really excited to hear a lot of these questions that I have for you. We haven't even had time to personally like really dive into. So I can't wait. I feel like everyone's going to get like real insight into just everything and like our friendship and how things are. Yeah. So the last time I saw you, you were still juggling this huge project of the Merc and then also trying to create content for Vintage Revivals. And that's where the last time I saw you in person, that's where you were. So let's talk about how the, and we did have a brief conversation about this, about how you kind of felt stuck. Like you woke up and just felt stuck and like unfulfilled and like, Vintage Revivals wasn't giving you life the way it once was. So let's start there. Yeah. So I feel like there is, as I don't know if you're like into Enneagram or. I need to be. I've taken it like three times and I can never remember what my numbers are. So I don't know what I am. So for those that are listening, um, I am like the most textbook seven. I want to experience everything. It's like Fun experiences and new experiences are what really drive me. I'm not motivated by money. I'm not motivated by anything other than like connection and experience. And so to do something like Vintage Revivals for 12 years, that's like a huge accomplishment for me because... And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, give like a 30 second description of what that was. Vintage Revivals is a DIY renovation blog and channel where I started off just not knowing anything about DIY. I started spray painting like really bad thrifted furniture and it slowly over a decade turned into this whole huge life and business of renovation and hands-on DIY projects that are a little extreme and they were mind-blowing they were like target was ripping off your ideas and everyone was you know like it 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 really became something so beautiful and inspiring and you are the reason why I bought 
an entire bedroom set of furniture from Desert Industries when I was first married and was spray painting it out on our driveway. And Neil comes home one day and is like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just doing what Mandy does. I'm just, we're going to, we're going to save like thousands of dollars. And I'm the $300 that I spent on all this furniture is going to be totally worth it. And he was just yes. looking at me yeah, like, I love wow. It. Okay. There, there's been a lot of really fun projects on vintage revivals and to like bring everyone up to speed. So I started with like really simple furniture flips. Yep. And then because I'm driven by experience and by challenge and by just like sheer creativity, um, the projects got bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. Um, so five years ago, I can't believe it was five years ago. We found an old mercantile building in Santa Clara, Utah. It's a hundred years old. It was like the hub of this cute little town. And I walked in after trying to figure out what we were going to do for our house. Like we, we talked about building a house and putting it in the parade. I just really wanted to be able to share like something that was a large experience mm-hmm. with the followers. That was a big deal to me. And so I didn't know if we were going to build. I didn't know what that looks like. And so five years ago, I walked into this old crumbly, like abandoned building. And I was like, this is, this is my house. Like this is supposed to dream. (laughs) This is it. Yeah. And it was so fun. And I, I feel like there's probably not a lot of people that I like can share this part of it with, but we had, I'd been working for six months prior trying to figure out this parade house and mm-hmm. coming up with plans and trying to find sponsors. And it was like, I could not make it work. Yeah. It the most frustrating things I can make anything work. Like yep. nothing stops me if it's something that I am like motivated and excited about. And so I was like, come on. This is so frustrating. Yes. And one night at like three o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I had the clearest thought in my head that said, trust in the Lord and wait upon his goodness and tiny. And I was like, fine. If I have to do it, I will. I love I'm like it. such a negotiator. So then I'm like, okay, well, Heavenly Father, like, what does that actually mean? Like, okay, I'll trust you, but give me all the whole plan right now. I'm still trying to control it. Yep. And I'm I'm trying to find like the solution because I know that there's got to be a solution to it. And it was so crazy because just a few weeks later, my friend Megan is a real estate agent. And she, she was listing this property and she was calling. We were just like chatting and she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. I want to... I like want to come see it just because I want, I'm like curious and, yeah. you know, yeah. I have nothing better to do. And I walked in and I was like, oh my gosh, this is supposed to be my house. Like the Merc, it's, it ignited a connection in my soul that mm-hmm. I was like, I, this is, this is it. And I had this really, really cool feeling that, I think parents can understand it on like a micro level. You know, when you like have this little kid and you give them like their dream Christmas present Mm -hmm. and they're just like blown away and they're so happy. Just like that, like 
swelling of joy and like it brings tears to your eyes and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I could like give this gift to you. So as I was walking through this building and I was like looking at the original Adobe and where all of the, all of the boarded up windows were and just feeling the feeling of the space, the soul of the space. It was like, I could feel heavenly father as the parent having that, like, yay, I see just for you. Like this is a hundred years in the making. And now, and now you get to have it for this time and like fix it and love it. And I knew like instantly that it, everything was going to work out. There was like a million different things that we had to figure out, but I like, didn't worry about it at all because I knew that I knew that it was supposed to work out. Well, and just a side note too. I remember when you were right about in this phase, we were at a retreat together and you were like, I have to tell you about this thing. You can't tell anyone because I'm afraid someone's going to take it away from me. And you're so excited and you're showing me pictures and I'm like, cool. (laughs) Like this looks like a pile of rubbish, but I'm glad you're excited. Yes. It was, I mean, it, it is not good. Like the before and after afters are alarming. Yes. They're, they're so crazy. So, um, so we bought the Merc, we renovated half of it. Um, so we have like bedrooms and a kitchen and a laundry room. And we moved in and spent the next couple of years just like working on that part of it, getting it fixed up. And then a year and a half ago, we started the second half of the renovation, which we call phase two, Mm -hmm. which is like the really magical part of the building. It has original Adobe brick and it, we kept the original roof and there's just like all of these beautiful layers of life that are manifest in the age of this room. You know, there's like names carved into the Adobe and it's just so beautiful. And so, so a year and a half ago, we started down the path of finishing this project. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool experience because the Merc is something that as as much as I love it, I love I literally love it with my whole entire soul. It's hard to share the the magic of it that people so people can experience it in like a digestible way because we've renovated it for five years. Right. And so Magnolia reached out and asked if we would be willing to do a show with them about the rest of our renovation. And I was like, of course, like who better to tell this beautiful story in like a perfect little package than Magnolia. And what's the show called? It's called something like old versus new or something. The show is called In With the Old. In With the Old. And our episode is the first, the first episode. And it was the best and hardest thing that I, that we've ever done, Courtney. It was, the renovation itself was so intense. Like, because I mean, we are, if you guys don't follow Vintage Revivals, like we do really extreme DIY. Like I couldn't find tile that I liked. And so we literally made our own tile. Who does that? And, 
No one would I'll just call make it. Yes, that's for sure. And it's not like you made it in one afternoon. How long did it take you to get oh, that right? Oh my gosh. We, I think we, I need to count, but we did thousands and thousands of pieces of tile. Like we had a huge casting table and we would mix uh, a batch of concrete and dye it and pour it and cure. It was like very, very intense. Then we had to cut them off to size and it was, it was intense. We do projects like that or like our wood floors are not just tongue and groove normal, like buy them at Home Depot and lay them. We used raw maple and made like the most beautiful pattern in it. So it's like very intentional and like intense Mm -hmm. DIY projects. Yes. So that in and of itself was like a lot. Yes. And then also fitting within the timeline of the show. So we filmed, they came out to to Santa Clara three different times to film. And so the first time, like we got up to a certain point and then they came and filmed and then we could only get to another point before they needed to come back and film more stuff. And so we were working day and night. It was not like we were throttling our progress, but that last six weeks Mm -hmm. from like when we filmed the second time to when we were filming like the final reveal. Yeah. I don't, I literally don't know how we did it. Like it was, it was so intense. The amount of work that we had to do and the just getting everything finished because like it had to be it had to be done done like beautiful done and art and furniture and plants of course um it was so it was very intense and truthfully it's it's kind of hard for me to go to like talk about it and to like put myself back there because I was so exhausted. Like I go to bed at like nine 30 yeah. and I get up at like, I don't know, eight, like I like hours and hours of sleep and we were going to bed at like three o'clock in the morning. And then I was getting up at seven to meet all of the subs that were coming and working on stuff. Like it was so hard. And I kind of feel like, all of this made it so that I I had to pivot a, a little bit differently than I think I would have had we not have been filming this show. But if you haven't seen it, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. They like pulled, we had so much footage because we filmed stuff the entire time we were doing the renovation. Mm-hmm. So they have things from like the very beginning and phase one and phase two. And it is it is very emotional and it is so beautiful. And I absolutely loved working with Magnolia. Like it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life, even though it was so hard because of the the project we were doing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool to hear. But I, I can imagine because I've been in nothing that intense, but in seasons of work where it's just like complete survival mode, like you're talking about, like you are burning it on both end of the candle or whatever you call it. And it's like, is this ever going to end? Is life ever going to go back to normal? So I can imagine what that must have been like for you guys. It it was intense. And I mean, to be like totally honest, it strained 
everything in our, like, it strained my marriage. It strained my spirituality. It strained my relationships with my friends. Like, it strained my business. It strained everything because it was so intense. But it was, it was really beautiful. And I'm really glad that we did it. Yeah. So tell me through that. Was it kind of because of that experience or was it because of something else that you woke up one day and said, I don't know if I want to keep DIYing the rest of my life to feed my family? Yeah, that's such a great question. So for those of you that don't know, I have a second business that we started like March, like right before the pandemic hit. It's called Happy Happy House Plant. And it's so interesting because I feel like anyone who is in the content creation world or has like any sort of reference to it. So Vintage Revivals was our business. Like my husband, that's what we did full time. Mm -hmm. And part of a beautifully designed space is adding plants and like finishing the space really well. And so being in the space, I absolutely fell in love with plants. I killed a thousand of them <laughs> before I like understood plants are not decor. Plants are living things. Yeah. I need to be treated as such. But I originally, Happy Happy Houseplant was not supposed to be what it is. I was like, just going to create SEO optimized content on vintage revivals. And then I was like, well, like we could do a digital download type guide that was just, I created it once and then you just, it's like easy income and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But well, and for anyone who doesn't know what digitally optimized SEO content is. So when you hop on Google and you're like, my fiddly fig is dying and you Google fiddly fig problems, the sites that come up first, those are really well optimized websites and they make money when you send traffic to the site, like they're running ads Mm -hmm. and that's how you, that's one stream of income that a content creator can make. And that could be a Wikipedia or that could be a Home Depot or that could be, sometimes it's a company, sometimes it's a blog, sometimes it's, yeah, lots of different things that will pop up. But your idea was let's have this be another stream of income for vintage revivals, right? Totally. And I could see like being in the, in the DIY decor space, people were giving plant information, but it was wrong. Mm -hmm. It was just like stuff that they had seen on Pinterest that doesn't actually help. And sometimes often it really hurts Mm -hmm. the plant. And then there's like the plant people that are calling things by like their scientific name and it's so intense. And like, I don't like, that's, that's too aggressive for me, like too much information. I don't want to go back to college so that I can learn to take care of my plants so that my house looks cute. Being in that space and being in both spaces, I was like, there is this huge, just like chasm that is existing that I can I can fill this. Like, I know who these people are. Mm -hmm. I know what they're looking for. And I can give them answers that are plant specific, filtered down through like Heart of Dixie references and presented in like a really fun, beautiful, approachable 
easy way. And so that's where Happy Happy House Plant kind of started. And then as, as I was trying to figure out what it could become, I was like, oh, well, it should probably just be its own business yeah. because it's, this is like so exciting and fun. And I have a really good friend, Jenny Comenda from Juniper. She has been such a great mentor to me. And when I started Happy Happy House Plant, she was like, Mandy, you will not be able to do both vintage revivals and Happy Happy House Plant. And you need to choose Happy Happy House Plant. And so you have to start preparing yourself. Wait, but why did she say that to you? Because it's just too much. No, but why did she tell you you need to choose Happy Happy House Plant? Oh, because product is so much easier. And that meant that I wouldn't be renovating every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like it's a way more sustainable way to run a business. Totally. So she kind of had gone through this where she had little green notebook, then she had Jenny's print shop and then she oh, transitioned. She was little green yeah. notebook. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. The wedding site, right? Oh, wedding no. You're thinking of a different one. Little Green Notebook was like a DIY. What one are Maybe you thinking of? Maybe it was green, Little Green Shoes or something. <laughs> but there was a wedding like forever ago. There was a green something that was wedding. Little Green Notebook does ring a bell for sure. And like OG blocking days. Yes, she was a huge, I mean, she still is, I, she's amazing, but she was a huge player in like the design decor space yeah. when it was getting going, like she's a big deal. And because she was a few years ahead of me, she knew kind of what was, what, what was to coming. prepare for. Yeah. So I had to really separate my self and my identity from vintage revivals because that's who I was. I was Mandy from vintage revival yep. and I projects all the time. And my husband is the funniest. And that was like who I w- was. And did people stop you in random places and say, are you vintage revivals? They do. Yes. And it's, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much because like any content creator will tell you it's the best because it's like a real life tangible person sitting in front of you that you can like hug yes. and it's not just talking to your Green. phone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, you, you, you will want to go this direction once you figure out how to do it. And you have to start kind of like letting go of that identity of being this person. Mm-hmm. So that was the plan. And then Magnolia comes in and then we're like, Oh, ooh, uh, uh. so it was like a little, maybe clunkier than what, than what I would have preferred to do. And, um, and who even knows, like, I was thinking before we hopped on, like, what does this mean for vintage revivals and this other business? And, and I think that it's so important when you feel drawn to something to really pivot and turn and like lean into it. That doesn't mean that all of this other stuff has to go away. Right. It just doesn't have to be the focus. Mm -hmm. Like it can still be there and it can still be something that, I mean, happy, happy houseplant is so fun. And 
it's fulfilling in a completely different way than vintage revivals. Yeah. So will I go back? I hope so. Like that's my, that's my plan. Yeah. But for right now, like growing this other business and pivoting towards house plants and houseplant education. And it is, it is fulfilling in a completely different way. And it feels connected to people in a very different way than vintage revivals did. Yeah. So tell me about that. How is it more fulfilling or fulfilling in a different way? How is it like different than someone being like, Mandy, I bought all this uh, secondhand thrift store furniture and spray painted it and now it has life. Yes. I mean, I think that it's different because plants are different because they're like living things Mm. and we get so emotionally connected to them. And when they start to struggle, then we're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I? I have not. I've only experienced like, I just give up. I'm like, oh, I wasn't meant for this life. (laughs) Right. Really? I mean, you can be if you want to be. You're going to teach me. I will teach you everything, but seeing people who have only ever killed plants and then we teach them like, this is how you water a plant. Mm-hmm. Like all of this information that you've seen floating around on Pinterest is not the best way to do it. Let me teach you like how to do it and why you should do it this way. And it changes everything for people. And There are, so it's just, I get tagged in stories all the time. And if you follow Happy Happy Houseplant on Instagram, you know that I'm always resharing people's stories because I, it makes me like really emotional. I am so proud of them that they like figured it out. Yeah. And that they have this really deep level of fulfillment and they like, they did it. They figured it out. Even if it's just for today, that is something that is just so powerful. And, and that's just different than vintage revivals. Like people doing projects, that is, that's a big commitment, right? Yeah. But going to the grocery store and getting a $5 plant and getting a new leaf on it, that is a way less big commitment. And it makes people feel so good yeah. in such an easy way. And so I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I want to, I want to be along for these journeys. Like I want to cheer you on and teach you everything that I know and learn because I'm always learning new things. And it's just been so, so good. And it's been really good for my marriage mm-hmm. too. I know this is something that like you and I have talked about, but when court stopped working at the restaurant, mm-hmm. Because his family owns a restaurant. His family owned a restaurant. He stopped working there when we bought the Merc and he came on to Vintage Revivals full-time. It was like hard trying to figure out what to have him do. Yeah. And I know everyone who was following saw him very front-facing. Like he was helping me do projects all the time, but Mm -hmm. trying to figure out that that was the best role for him was a struggle. And he came in, I'd already been doing it for seven years. And it was very much like me and my idea. And I am the bottleneck in every single project yep. because it's my brain. 
that was hard. But with Happy Happy Houseplant, he like runs the warehouse. He has this whole group of um, teenagers that that help him ship stuff and label stuff. And it's like his own thing. And it's so good. Like, it's so good. That's so so awesome. Tell me about, I would love for you to speak a little bit too about identity. You kind of talked about that for a second, but I feel like for many people in their, their career becomes their identity, which is pretty volatile because careers don't necessarily last forever. Like life changes, people get laid off or maybe their passion changes or Maybe they have to move or, you know, the economy changes or we go into a world war or whatever. I mean, there's just so many different reasons why that can change. Talk to me about, was there anything that you learned about your identity being vintage revivals versus what you're doing now? I know you even went through like a micro thing with, um, you did like a direct sales. I don't remember who it was, but you're like, big time there too. And I think you went through a little bit of that also before Vintage Revivals. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like super into Mary Kay. I won a car. I like did a bunch of stuff. Not my finest accolade. No, but but that was, you were like Queen B Mary Kay, right? Like there's, I feel like it's my personality and it's probably a lot of people's personality to just like throw yourself wholeheartedly into what you are doing. Mm -hmm. And that becomes who you are. Yeah. And to have done that for so many years with vintage revivals and to have so much success with it and to be so public facing with it, it really did become who I was like in a way that I, identify with that the way that I identify with being a mother or be, you know what I mean? Like it was my big, one of my big identifying factors in my life. And it was honestly, like, it took me years actually. Like, I feel like I'm still separating all of the parts of, of it. And not that it needs to be totally separated, but just like so much of my worth And the way I saw myself was tied up in creating really cool, unique projects. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like Like we're talking about if nobody, if people haven't seen like mind blowing, like taking the little camper and making it this like absolutely beautiful Pinterest worthy, something that is so amazing that Home Depot wants you to drag it out to the middle of the desert twice to show people how beautiful it is. And we got the cops called on us twice. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. But that was like, that is who I, who I was. Like I was this person that was always challenging everybody's ideas with what design should be Mm -hmm. and could be. And like, why would you make your own tile? Well, like, why not? Like, didn't people make tile before? So like, why can't we do it now? And that was like such a huge part of finding fulfillment and to be totally like completely vulnerable and transparent. My daughter, my oldest daughter, Ivy, she's so amazing. She was struggling really bad a couple of years ago and we had a a really intense like therapy thing that we did. And 
through that and through like so much self-examination and, and really turning in and looking at myself, I could see how clearly I had neglected my family because I knew if I worked, I could find success mm. in work, in creativity. I could feel fulfilled. And, and so I was putting so much of my energy into that because it made me feel good. Yeah. And my family and my relationship with my daughter was really hard. And when I would put effort and energy into it, it was still hard. No matter how much I put into it, it was still hard. And so I was working all the time because that is how I felt okay. Yeah. And it wasn't until I realized that I was doing that, that I was able to like take a step back and recognize, I think, I mean, we know like 12 step 101, like the first, the first most important thing is, is recognizing that you have a, a problem that your life is unmanageable. Yeah. Unmanageable. And that is what I had created. I feel like that was a really big emotional shift for me. So that was like figuring that out and then talking to Jenny and just having her like kind of prepare me a little bit like this is going to be different. It's really interesting with Happy Happy Houseplant because for sure there's like a good chunk of the followers over there that followed Vintage Revivals and that know me as Mandy from Vintage Revivals. Mm-hmm. There's also a very large group that don't even know my name. Like they don't even know me. She's just all. that chick that likes plants. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and it's so, it's like so interesting because I love it. I love that, that it's not about me. Yeah. Vintage Revivals, I feel like was very much about me. Yep. This is not about me. But then there's sometimes that I'm like, you guys, like, I really am cool. And like, I know more stuff than just this. And like, I had a show on Magnolia. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's a little, it's a little like triggering sometimes when I'm like, no one knows who I am. But then also it's so freeing because then I'm like, just kind of their like plant Mr. Miyagi, like in the background teaching and they are the heroes of the story. I'm not the hero where vintage revivals, like I very much was the hero. Yeah. I get. Yeah. But also you were only as good as your next project, right? A hundred percent. And you know, I feel like the last year, so we finished filming the show in May and we just took the summer off because we were exhausted and the show aired in October and it was so fun to like kind of get stuff going again. And and I still have so much to share on vintage revivals. Like there's reveals that I haven't even shared. And I think that part of it is because it was so hard to go through emotionally that I'm like, Oh, do I dare go back? It's so big. Um, But also like, I want to show up as myself, I want to like not feel forced or pressured. I want to share like the excitement and the, the process and the joy and the hard of all of it. And I, I feel like I've just been really like taking a mental health break where before when I, when we were doing projects all day, every day, 
I didn't realize how intense that life was. Like I knew it was intense, but it had become normal. Yeah. And now to not have that constant pressure and constant chaos, because like anyone who's lived in renovation or like in a project, you understand like it's really hard. Like stability does not exist in that lifestyle. It, it totally doesn't. So it's been so nice to like take a step back and enjoy the beautiful space that we created for our family. Yeah. Whereas before we like we were just like always on to the next mm-hmm. and like pulling stuff from the space that was just finished, like pulling this pillow and this piece of art and moving it here. And like this place is beautiful and perfect, but like everything else is just madness and chaos and construction dust. And so it just feels like the Merc is finished Mm -hmm. and it feels safe, I guess, if that makes sense. So that was like really rad. I don't even remember what the question was. I hope I answered it. I don't either, but (laughs) what a great, I mean, what a great landing place to be able to say home feels safe and it feels secure and it feels I mean, I feel like everybody wants that in their home and in their family and in their lifestyle to just know when things are, and not everything has to be predictable, but just to feel safe, like you said. Yeah, totally. And it's so fun, like creating content for Happy Happy Houseplant. It challenges me in like a different creative way. And for sure, we're not done. Like you have not seen the last of us when it comes to projects and yeah really, you know, challenging, exciting things. But for right now, we are pouring everything we have into this new place that is different. And it's hard, like, you just have to feel good about your life. Like, ultimately, when we remove ourselves from these, these silos of identity, right? Like, I am Mandy from Vintage Revivals. I am so much more than that. And you're so much more than mid arrow. And when we remove ourselves from that, it feels really uncomfortable. But also that is how we find different types of connection. Whereas before, like I would wake up in the morning and I would have 5,000 emails that I have to answer. And I would have to get a project going. I for sure like still had paint all of, I slept in my paint clothes and there was like chaos everywhere. And now I like get to wake up and I get to meditate and I get to find with connection plants. with my plants and like with myself and with people in a really different way mm-hmm. that is just, it's, it's really healing for me. Yeah. I think and it, it makes me excited for when I am like feeling creative in design again, because I will be a different person than I was when I, when we finished the renovation. Yeah. And I feel like so much of life is about embracing change and being okay with change and, yes. and allowing yourself to evolve and seeing yourself differently than you did a year ago or three years ago or five years ago. And what I'm hearing you say, too, is that when you let God say, you like, he gives you the nudge, and then you think, okay, but are you sure? How's that going to work? If you trust him, 
all of the things just fall into place and it's like, oh, this is this is how it's going to work. And it's kind of like if you go all the way back to when you talked about trying to create plans for the parade home and it just was not fitting. It was not working out. Obviously, God knew not only that this murk that most people would be like, wow, that looks like a scary nightmare, um, was going to be this dream come true for you perfectly planned for you and then that you were going to be able to transition from that into happy happy houseplant like he already knew all of that he had it all planned he had it all figured out and if you would have gotten what you wanted which if we go roll it all the way back to the parade home then none of this would have happened or at least it wouldn't have happened in this way yeah well i think that that's something that when we are in the middle of change and we're like unsettled and things are hard and we're having to make confusing, dif- difficult choices that we haven't had to make before. Mm-hmm. It feels bad, but that's the way that we get to be better. Yeah. Like that's the magic in all of it. And, um, and as hard as it is to embrace and to turn and to pivot and to change, Like, I only ever want to be different and better every single day. That's because then I know that I'm like turning things over and I am trying to not force things and control things and stick with my agenda. Um, I'm, I'm finding connection and peace and inspiration every single day because I, I have to, cause I'm unsure about like what the next thing is where, you know, when I'm like doing great and I like, don't have a care in the world. I'm like, it's okay, God, I got this. <laughs> like I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for everything. But when I am in it and it is hard and it's painful and it's like the, the growth is changing me, mm-hmm. then I, Every day I'm like, oh my gosh, I need help. Like, I don't know what this is supposed to turn me into or what this path looks like. Um, But that is where like the light in my soul is drawn to something down this path. And so I am going to like, just let go and follow it and see where it goes. And if that changes, then like, that's amazing too. And we always get to change and, and become different and better um, and more compassionate and more spiritual and more connected and just all of those beautiful things that only come from change. Yes, that's so true. And I just feel like there are so many great analogies too with going from taking like what you said about taking things that were existing and changing them and then moving on to something that is a living thing that you're helping it grow and you're helping it live. And then you're having these even more emotional connections with people. And it's just cool to see, to hear you talk about this progression and see how that's changed your career, but also how it's changed you as individually as a person and the way that you show up for work and the way you show up for your family. It's just really inspiring to hear all of that. Thank you. I 
feel like there, we all have this beautiful light inside of us. For sure, we have like crap and darkness and like that is also swirling inside. <laughs> yeah. But the light in us connects to light in other things, in ugly pieces of furniture, in old dilapidated buildings, in people, in reco- in addicts, in plants, in the earth, in everything that we come in contact with. Like God is in every single bit of everything that exists. And so when we are open and our light can connect with the light in everything else, there is, that is the life that I want. Like that, that type of like open-hearted existence to finding beauty in every single thing that I come in contact with, like that to me is the most beautiful, pure form of spirituality. And that's when I see him in everything. I love that, Mandy. And I just, I love hearing all of these heartfelt, you know, just your whole journey and everything that you've been able to embrace and go through and the challenges and trials and changes that have led you to where you are. So my last question for you is if there's one message that you want the people listening to this to remember, what do you want that one message to be? Oh gosh, I don't know. I wonder what my message last time was. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I don't remember either. It's been a couple of years. I know. Um, I would say just to like be open to connecting with everything and anything that you're, that the light inside you feels drawn and connected to and don't judge it and just like follow it and experience all of the beautiful things that our heavenly father has put in our paths because when we're closed off and when the world is noisy and when we when we aren't paying attention and when we're numbed out and distracted it's too loud for the light like got it we gotta like take intentional time to connect with ourselves and with everything in existence and then we are like so perfectly connected and aligned with our heavenly parents when we do that beautifully said well mandy thank you so much for all of the insight and inspiration that you shared today where can people find happy happy houseplant and you and follow all of the things that you're doing so we're just happy happy houseplant on everything and vintage revivals on everything okay make it easy well we'll put those <laughs> links in the show notes. And thanks again for taking the time to do this with me today. Of course. I love you so much. This was so fun. I love you too. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode. Oh, 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 oh